I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, this is a very strange uh, day to be doing a podcast. I will be honest with you. Uh, I never thought I would ever be doing a pod under circumstances that have just happened really today in the United Kingdom. But but there we are. Um, a very warm welcome uh, to uh, the Premier League Daily. Night five is in the books. And I think it would be very, very remiss of, of me and uh, on behalf of everybody on the team uh, not to uh, to send our condolences as well about the sad death of the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, if you are outside the UK, we know we've got a lot of people listening um, outside the UK as well. Um, and, the, and you're a little bit unsure as to why they toned it down a little bit on the broadcast. Um, certainly the, the, the stage officials and the walk-ons and everything like that, there were no dance, there were no, stage, no fireworks. It was due to the fact that the Duke of Edinburgh died. Uh, uh, he, he was 99 and uh, he passed away today, it was announced by Buckingham Palace. So uh, the, the PDC have been asked to turn it down, be a lot be, be respectful um, over the moods uh, of what's happened in the UK today. So uh, as I say, it would be remiss of us to uh, not uh, mention the death. Um, and uh, as you say, uh, send our condolences as well to, uh, to Her Majesty the Queen and his, uh, and his entire family. Uh, Jonathan here talking you through uh, a night of darts uh, that has happened. It is Friday night at the darts. We're very, very excited for the evening. And in some ways it disappointed, in some ways it didn't, I must say. But, uh, but here we go then. Let's review all of the action. Joining me to do so alongside you is Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce. Uh, Lee, forgive me on this one, but I'm going to go to Gob first because I haven't spoken to him since Monday night when it was a really good night. And again, you know, there was some there was some dross tonight. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. But also, I thought it was a really good night at that. All, all in all, Gob. Yeah, mate. I can't disagree. I think we've all been pleasantly surprised by the standard that we've seen from the Premier League so far this week. Going into it, um, we, we a lot of people had pretty much picked their, their top four or five and had picked the three players they thought were going to get relegated and everybody else was going to be mid-table. And, and it would be like that. And it, it hasn't gone like that at all. Obviously, we had Gerwin Price be removed from the event on the, on the opening day or just before the opening day. Um, players play a lot better than the level that their form perhaps suggested. Um, and that's shown by just how tight some of this table is, I think. Certainly is. Lee, a very warm welcome to the Premier League Daily. Your first time on the pod, if memory says me correctly? Uh, for Premier League, yes. yes. I think my first time since the Worlds, uh, yes. I believe. Yeah, good to be back. I have to agree with Dob on that. I've been pleasantly surprised. I was uh, one of many who sort of had the top four picked, the bottom two or three, and then a sort of a mid-table. 
so to be in a situation where we are and there's only a few points separate from one to, to nine has been a pleasant surprise and seeing a mixture of results on the first five nights. Certainly has been the case, but a man who has been pretty much uh, on it from night one has been the ferret Johnny Clayton, one of the debutants, uh, one of the three debutants making uh, their entry into the Premier League. And he has very rarely disappointed, only the one loss, and that was against, uh, if it was Rob Cross last night. So not a bad week at the office for him, Gob. He's top of the league on seven points. And tonight, played Gary Anderson. And let's be honest about it, he outplayed him pretty much from start to finish. In particular, from when Ando got it back to 4-4, Clayton pretty much just put the gas on and just went, I'm not having this. So I'm just going to go and absolutely cruise it. And that's what he did. Yeah, I think you, you've absolutely nailed that summary of the game there. Um, all the talk pre-Premier League when keep saying it was was Johnny is one of the most four men in World Darts Limited and can he put his stamp on it at this event and he's absolutely delivering and he is very, very good money for being top of the league right now. The only man currently averaging over 100 for the campaign. He has been absolutely superb. Yeah, I mean, Leon, I don't wish to be, uh, you know, I don't wish to be smug about this. Um, but uh, I actually called Johnny Clayton to finish top of the league uh, in his debut year. And at the moment, he's delivering for me, which I love to see. Um, but this is a big moment, I think, for Clayton because he, he, he just looks so at home on the stage. And that rise that we've talked about since that World Cup just keep going on and on and on. I mean, it, it, I, I, everyone thought he would re- re- make the top four, to be fair. But he looks like a Premier League champion the way he's going at the moment for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's unlike someone on this team to be smug if they've something right, isn't it? Definitely not. Yeah, definitely not the case with Gob and I are concerned. <laughs> um, yeah, onto Clayton. He looks like someone who's for someone who's making the Premier League debut. He looks like he's been up there uh, for years upon years of uh, Premier League action. What's going to be interesting, I think, when we're talking about someone winning this, is the change what will happen, hopefully, the back end of the tournament where fans will come back in. But if he's performing the way he is now, um, surely he's got to be favourite, if not second, to make the semi-finals. Because um, his performances have been there. I think, as you said, he had a poor night against Rob Cross. Didn't play outstanding. I think it was night two against Dozer, but um, yeah. done enough. Other than that, he's... The level of performances has been a uh, top draw and what we've seen from him for the whole of 2021. Just a quick word on Ando, uh, Gob. Um, for someone who always makes the top four pretty much in the Premier League, only two occasions where he's not made the, 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 the playoffs, he looks like he could be getting dragged into a relegation battle at times. Although I appreciate how tight the table is and he's only a point away from the top four. He's got, you know, his next games are very, very difficult. I agree with the next bit. His next games are absolutely massive. Um, this table is so tight at the minute. When you actually dive into it, he's eighth instead of seventh on legs one against rail. If you sat seventh, a leg on leg difference behind Rob Cross in sixth, he, Basically, what I'm trying to say is he's a leg away from being sixth comfortably in the mid-table and us not being concerned about him at the minute, just because that's how congested the table is right now. Um, he's shown glimpses, again, as Gary does. He's also had moments where, in fact, this week, he's made playing bad or looked like bad performances good on the stat sheet. I'm not even sure how that's coming across. Um, he hasn't looked comfortable at times. No, and some double of the performances hitting, have looked very, very ragged, and yet he's double still... hitting. His double hitting's been atrocious. Let's not let's yeah. not beat around the bush. His double hitting has been atrocious. That's Gary, though, isn't it? That that's Gary of old. That's Gary before he went on the burst that saw him become a, a two-time world champion and and every other title he went on an absolute barrage and assault of. It will be back, and I think this is. His scoring will be there first. That's always the first key weapon. And then he starts tightening up and that'll come from match practice. Keep going. And as COVID starts to relax and he can get into the practice schedule that he's promised us, I'm going to keep going back to it (laughs) because I genuinely believed him at the World Championships and I genuinely believe 
the likes of Ryan Searle and others around him are going to push him for, for two to three years so he can make the most of the last couple of years of his career because yeah. comments that were made against him or he perceived against him at the World Championships really did fire him up. I think the thing for me, right, is that I've just looked at it and his checkup percentage is 40% this time round. So, you know, at that is, let me just double check it, but that is uh, the fourth worst, is it? Fifth worst. He's bang in the middle there, Leaf. Bang in the middle on the checkout percentage. But it feels like he's just not getting the doubles to go in what he in what he wants to. And eventually that's going to cost him. We'll come on to week, we won't do our predictions for week six, uh, for night six, but we will just talk about overall in general who we think is going to join a certain player and getting relegated. You know who it is, obviously, listener, but we'll, we'll try and keep the suspense. Um, what do we think about Gando at this point, Lee? Where, where do we think his game is? Um, so it's, it's difficult because of the runner fixtures, and I've and just touched it. The runner fixtures that he's got left make it very difficult. That means um, that that matter then's cross in um, the first one back is a big game. I think Anderson is performing well enough. The doubles are going to get better. Very surprising to see he's at 40%. Um, because uh, you've hit the nail on the head with that one. It doesn't look like, when you're watching it, it doesn't look like he's wearing that number. Um, but probably with that, made more of a point that he, if he is going to get better and that percentage moves up towards the mid and late 40s, we know his storing's there. So it wouldn't surprise me if we do see Anderson push on. I think Anderson will perform better coming up against better players and that running suggests that he has stopped some of the better players to play. So I expect Anderson to push on um, and not be in that relegation fight the last night. We'll stay with you, Liam. We'll move on to what I think personally was the game of the night tonight. Michael Van Gerwen, six. Nathan Aspinall, six. Um, Aspinall averaging 105.3. Van Gerwen averaging 99.7. Van Gerwen having a chance at top for the match and... Uh, do you know if you were if you were having a bet on this game uh, today, eleven point five legs over was probably the best option because both of the games last time round in the Premier League involving the two of them went to the last leg, and once again this one went to the last leg. Uh, Lee uh, Aspinall, it was a bit weird though because Aspinall last night didn't really average as much as as D'Souza and managed to get a point. I think he'll feel in a way that he was glad that he got a point. He deserved a point out of that uh, out of that game between himself and Van Gerwen. Where do we see those two after five games? Because both of them have been grinding out performances. They've only lost one each. I think looking at it, it's going to be difficult because of how close they are. But Aspinall and MVG probably only need one more win. Um, but with Aspinall, it's probably been, for me, the most impressive out of everyone in the Premier League. If we're looking at, not obviously Clayton's top, but if you're looking at where Aspinall was in 2020, which wasn't a brilliant mm. year for him, I think the level of performance that he's had in the Premier League, and for me, got better, as we've seen tonight, it would have been very, very harsh if he didn't get at least a draw. Um, I know MVG missed uh, one, maybe two, to, to pinch the win. Um, it would have been very harsh on Aspinall not to that draw with that 105 average. And he was playing very well. It looks like the Aspinall that we've seen that two um, back-to-back semi-finals of the Worlds. So I don't see either of those being in any sort of trouble from judgment night. But I do think, uh, like I say, Aspinall's been the one who's probably impressed me out of the 10. What I was expecting to what we've actually seen. Got your thoughts on overall the, the performances for Aspinall and Van Gerwen uh, over the past week or so? Aspinall has comfortably exceeded my expectations for him this week. Um, I said this when I hosted on Wednesday as well. He just loves being an underdog and actually him not playing well for the last three months would have actually been ideal for him coming into this. It gives him a chance to reset and go back in as somebody not quite as fancied, I think. Um, he just loves that that mentality. Like, like the New England Patriots, American football, there's always got to be an agenda against them to, to fire them up and get themselves going and that suits Aspen here. Van Gerwen, a little bit hit and miss, you know. He's been in position a couple of times now. Um, the averages have, have had a very, very wide range. Um, still finds himself in fourth position. 
it genuinely could go either way of him when he comes when when this resumes next week as well. Um, plays does next, so that should be the comfort that means he doesn't quite get relegated. But he could find himself like seventh by the end of the week, and then he's got a lot of work to do when we go into phase two of the Premier League. Well, let's hear from him now. Let's hear from Nathan Aspinall himself. Here he is talking about the game against MVG in his press conference. Nathan, congratulations. A point against Michael Van Gowen. But when you reflect, is it a bad point, the way you played tonight? I've just been saying then, I actually didn't think I played as well as I played all week. And it sounds mental. And I think that is the, the weird thing with that. I knew we played okay, but I thought it was probably one of my worst games of the week, which is mental, really, because obviously stats show differently but uh, yeah going into that game I would have took a point um, for me he's, he's, he's the best player in my era and he's he's, he's he's still the best player in that so any point you take off Michael is brilliant and yeah I'm happy to finish my week off with a point When you were playing so well the camera panned to you as he hit that one four eight. were you thinking here we go again it's going to be one of those nights Yeah it was a great shot to be fair to him uh, fantastic shot he wasn't well, I don't think he was playing that well up until that moment and that spurred him on and I think it spurred me on. Um, you know, shots like that change um, change how games games pan out and he could have easily steamrolled me after taking that shot out. But, you know, once again, I, I showed I'm a very tough opponent to beat. I dug deep and uh, I took a point and I don't know if you think differently, but I think a point was a fair result tonight, to be honest with you. So um, I'm happy with that point. I nicked a point last night. I felt I deserved a point against Dimmy. This Premier League, it kind of levels itself out. So six out of ten, I think that's quite a good work, uh, a good week work for me. I think arguably you deserved all, all two tonight. I watching it, or like you said, I thought you were the better player. But you know, you I, I, I was in it. I didn't did see it. If you think I deserved all two points, Phil, listen, I deserved all two points. Your <laughs> you're an expert. Uh, you're um, your little smug grin at the end on that finish. The dart at eights and sixteens. Was it for an eight? Because the look on your face was was it for a sixteen? No, it was for a sixteen. Um, and I'm not lying. I threw that twenty, and it came out horrendous. Like it was probably the worst thrown dart. You know when I do that, that <laughs> little jump. That's kind of how it went. I shut my eyes, pray to God, um, and. Until he called it, I actually think he overpixed it. I thought he'd overpixed it and I thought I'd missed. And uh, when he said game shot, I was like, Whew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was an awful fault. But like I said, I think I deserved the point in that game. So uh, yeah. I know we've spoken about the crowd many times because you're the one that feeds off of it. But was tonight's circumstances even worse oh. for you? Yeah, I said it to Mike at the end, uh, obviously these things happen and we've all been told we've been told to tone it down obviously we've got the bands on and you know i appreciate that and that obviously the callers can't give their normal shout and um darts is all about adrenaline about feeling good about pumping about taking them shots out and giving it some so your opponent knows and um it just didn't feel right tonight obviously when george's it when we're in 180s and george's go 180 you can't feed off it. So, yeah, it was tough. It was difficult, especially against a player like Michael, who I thought different circumstances tonight could have been, you know, it could have been um, a voice ruiner, shall we say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoyed the game, to be fair. I always enjoy playing. You know, to be in a position that I'm in to, to play the best player in the world um, on TV, I'm very happy. And when I when nick a point off him, it feels better as well. And after five nights of the Premier League, how would you assess your start? Yeah, I'm very happy, very, very happy. Uh, obviously, coming into the tournament, I was second favourite to get eliminated. Um, everyone writing me off because I've had a few bad tournaments. And um, as we said prior to, to the Premier League, I love proving people wrong. And I think this week I proved a lot of people wrong, a lot of doubters wrong. Listen, I've had a few bad results. I've got my old faithfuls back. Um, I'm playing well. I'm full of confidence. I'm happy in life. Um, she's bought me bought me up my first house um, you know what what forgot not got to be happy about I'm, I'm enjoying being on there and uh, I'm loving every minute of it and finally because I forgot to say it on Sky and he's going to go mental happy birthday Jacob my brother 
I hope you have a great day, mate. Nathan, congratulations and thanks for joining us and happy housework when you get home. <laughs> Thank you. Can't wait. Hi, Nathan. Congratulations on the results tonight. The, the, the draw was a well-earned draw. Um, do you feel like this is the best we've seen of Nathan now since probably probably the Premier League a year ago, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was important to me to get off to a good start early on in the week, which is obviously what I did against Glenn. Um, I played well against him. I played well all week. And like I said, I think that was probably based on the stats, even though I didn't feel it. Nathan coming back to... Um, the stuff that I used to produce 18 months ago and every night this week I've got more confident and yeah I'm just, just happy with my game and uh, happy to, to be playing at uh, a standard that I can compete When you put your head on the pillow tonight you must be very relieved because you feel like you've been in this sort of cave for a, for a year now and you've been stuck in having such burst onto the scene now you're seeing the light again you've suddenly reborn it, it must be a massive you must have started to have some real self-doubt not really. Um, I, I listen, Phil. I, I don't. I never doubt myself. Um, everyone else doubts me uh, when I'm doing interviews. My journalists and that. People doubt me. People write me off. Sky write me off. Wh whoever is doing write-ups always write me off. Everyone knows that I'm a fighter. Um, I'm. I believe I'm the toughest player in darts to beat because I never give up. Um, I've okay. I've had a little bit of dipping form, but I'm still playing well. And all it took was a good couple of results to get back to the get me get me hot going, get me swagger going, if you know what I mean. And this week has certainly helped me get back on track. And uh, listen, I feel fantastic at the moment. I feel so confident every time I go on that stage. I feel like I'm going to win. I'm so happy with, me, with how my darts are going. I'm happy in life, and uh, you know I just can't wait now to get this second week started and uh, we keep getting better and better and just finally for me um is your darts or your golf on the playstation better this week oh well my golf on the playstation was good and then i think martin's my manager has been buying better clubs so he beat me today <laughs> so um but now nah, um now nah, certainly my darts um but i am playing in a comp tomorrow at golf so uh, i'll answer that question next week <laughs> Good stuff. Listen, thanks for your time. Cheers, Nathan. Nathan, you spoke there about people writing you off. Does, does that fire you up? Do you do you pay much attention to what the pundits say? Uh, I pay a lot of attention to what the pundits say. To be quite honest with you, I think that could be one of could be one of my downfalls. It could be one of one of my uh, attributes. I always look on Twitter, Facebook, um, mm -hmm. because things spur me on. And everyone, like I said earlier, I'm writing me off. Okay, I'm still not safe, and I'm still not in that top four, and I'm still not past the has stood me tonight, but the way I'm playing, the confidence I've got, you know, I'm going to do that. And uh, yeah, I'm going home this week, one happy guy, because um, yet again, I proved a lot of people wrong. And I, I'm proud how I've handled this week, and I'm happy with how I'm playing. We saw you have a, a bit of a chat to Michael at the end there. What did he say to you? Um, can't remember to be honest. <laughs> um, all I know, I said to you, it was very tough tonight, it was very flat uh, with the call of. And etc. because of the situation, but um, I can't remember what he said. Uh, when he walked off stage, he said, "Play well done." Um, but yeah, we've got good respect with each other. Me and Michael, he knows I look up to him. He stays in many interviews. He knows that I see him as well, he, he's the best in our sport, and I've always looked up to Michael. I want what he's got, and um, you know sometimes that goes against me when I play him. Um, and I think he respects me that that I uh, yeah I respect him so highly. Um, but you know why wouldn't I? He's the best. Of, he's the best guy in in my sport that I play. Well, most of the players are going to be resting up next week. It sounds like you're going to have a, a bit of a busy one on your hands. Yeah, definitely. Um, really, really busy. Um, teeing off in nine hours. <laughs> yeah, now I've got. Um, I've just uh, renovating my house at the moment, so uh, I've got a lot of work to do this week. Um, getting getting it all ready. Uh, we've moved out. Uh, me and my partner and the, and the kids. Um, got another place at the moment until all the work's done so yeah it's tough but i can't wait to get home see my kids see my missus see how my uh, my house is coming on and uh you know a couple of days off a couple of rounds of golf and then back on the board ready for uh, the next bit of the uh, the premier league well thanks for your time nathan and well done and a great performance tonight thank you um nathan you're now guaranteed third place uh in this block of events oh, oh beautiful um which is uh which is something at least plenty more nights to go i know but 
Would you have liked to continue the momentum or is it nice that you've got the break? Uh, no, it's nice to have a break. Um, it's tough, obviously. I've not seen, you know, I've been away for a week now. Um, it, it's been a very intense five nights. Um, the place, well, everyone's fantastic. Everyone playing. It, it's, it's very tough mentally to keep getting on that stage night in, night out. Uh, you don't have time to reflect on stuff. Um, but now, nah, I'm happy with five days, five days work. But now it's, it, it, I'm looking forward to getting on tonight. Um, seeing Kirsty and uh, Brooke and Millie. Um, spending a couple of days with them, a couple of days with me nine iron and uh, back on the practice course. Hi, right, brilliant. That's all from me, Nathan. Thank you very much. Nathan, uh, five nights gone. Oh, this... <laughs> five nights gone in this Premier League. Um, how would you assess your week so far? All together. Yeah, very happy with the the five nights work. Um, I set myself a target of someone just popped up. Then hello. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I set myself a target of six points from the first ten, uh, from the first uh, five games. Um, obviously, seven I would have been really happy. Eight would have been over the moon. Um, so the target I set myself, I've, I've kind of hit that target, and uh, yeah, I'm playing well, full of confidence, and yeah, I'm happy with how it's gone. You've hit your target of six points then. Um, you finished the week on a win. Going into this little break before the next block of games. You must be full of confidence. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, I, I finished on a high tonight. Obviously, if if it all went peak tongue tonight and it got beat and it didn't play very well, I probably had a week to dwell on a, a negative result to finish with. But I played really well. I took a I took a point off the best player in the world, and I, I can only leave this week with so many positives. It's unreal, and uh, I can enjoy my, my time at home now for a week. Come back and hopefully still have that that same buzz and that same fighting. It'll continue uh, doing damage in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean Nathan Aspel, they're talking about um, what it was like up on stage. Like, you know, darts without fans as it is at the moment is absolutely soulless. And um, in the circumstances that happened today uh, and tonight, um, I, I don't know how they managed to get up there and play <clears throat> because it just felt like a glorified pro tour. Um, if you want me to be brutally honest, but circumstances um, obviously accepted um, so, uh, so there it is but Nathan Aspel getting yourself a point he's in third place and going fourth he will come to the full table in just a little bit and Gob a big 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 win for the special one Jose D'Souza I've actually just seen a tweet from his manager Mac Elkin who said uh, that they actually received the calculator that a fan bought for Jose after the, the mess that he's making on checkouts <laughs> over the past four days. But it's a huge win for him against the previously undefeated Dimitri Vandenberg. My dream of the Phil Taylor record of 44 games unbeaten in the Premier League is finally gone. Um, but how important was this win? Not just for Jose, obviously, for, to keep himself in the hunt for not, uh, for not getting eliminated, but also as a whole for the Premier League. Massive. There was before tonight. There was a big worry in my head for Jose that he was gonna be the new Mensor. Mm. Mensor, the last time out in this Premier League on debut, had an over over a hundred as a running average. Looked very very good and just wasn't picking up points or wins nearly enough. And there was a concern that before tonight, Jose was gonna fall into that same trap after having an Idarta. He had an average of one hundred and eight one night. He's, he's just looked very, very good. He's got 99.87 running average, which is it's actually second now, highest in the tournament. It's actually now 104.9 now, alongside Clayton, who's got 100.9. 100, 100 so you are right, he's second highest at all, but Jose is now averaging over a tonne, just. Which is mad. Before tonight, he hadn't won a game. So, yeah, a big result for him, especially as at 5-1 up or 4-1 or mm. up. Then he started coming back at him, and, and you thought if he wobbles here, that could be judgment not done. That that generally could have been done. Like those next three legs were that big for this entire campaign, just to keep him in the hunt. Because if Dimi had come back and pinched a point, or worse, taken the win, Jose would have been in a world of trouble for me. Well, you think about this though, Lee, because obviously at five-one he misses. I think is it three clear in order to get the to get a point and get yeah. on the board. And I think it was three clear at the time uh, to go and do it. And you, you think then, right, if that had gone the other way and, and Dimitri got himself a point or, like you say, got a take in the win, that would have really hurt Jose. But once again, 
he's miscounted all over the place. There was a couple of occasions where he went absolutely mental. Cam's talked about it on the show before and talk, called it amateurish. It, 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 I mean, it's not a bad way to describe it at the moment in time, but he just needs to learn how to count. Yeah, I would do the opposite to Tom. I'm going to say entertaining. I'm going to be more positive than, <laughs> than, uh, than Cam's amateurish. Well. Uh, it's which not I have seen. I have seen it, it's but, not. Um, when he first uh, started doing well, it, yes, it was. Yeah. And that's, and that's yeah, the point I get. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to come to. It's the, the number of times it's happening. Um, there was one today where we left. It's 16 last start to leave 37. Christ, um, and then walked away and was still confused after he'd set it up with his first start. Of, and I'm, I am with you on that, Dob. The, the entertaining factor is there if it happens once or maybe twice. I think um, amateurish is very, very hard to say with someone who mentally is so strong because the amount of times he does it, but the recovery from it, obviously we're playing in the Premier League, but the recovery in other events has been so good. He's been caught out maybe once, twice in it so far, but to get through to to get through today, um, to get through today with them three missed starts. I think he come inside on the twenties, then dropped two, um, and then missed for tens, and then Dimi had that, and then it straight away. Then he started with a one eighty, even though Dimi had a bit of a uh, a comeback. So it's going to be hard for Jose once then because of, of the run, but his next couple of games are winnable. Uh, and for me, it needs to that it needs that points out of them um, to put himself in a stronger position before we plays, uh, before he does into night eight and judgment night. Staying with you, Lee, very quickly, a, a very quick word on Dimitri Vandenberg. That is it. That the undefeated record, as I say, is gone. Um, but a very good week, I'd say, for Dimitri Vandenberg, who I thought was going to get relegated. I'll be straight up and say that now. Um, didn't think that his knee had, had managed to heal quite often, you know, that well, but. 23-180s in the tournament, second only to Jose, who's on 26. Checkout percentage of 36.7%, which isn't great, but he's averaging 99 for the tournament. As a debutant, aren't many better weeks than that? Yeah, 100% to three. Um, I had Dimi in that as well. My sort of bottom three was Duzza, Asp and Dimi, and it'd be two of those three. I've already spoke about how well Asp has done in regards to the expectations that were on him. Dimi exactly the same. Um, very good performance. Could have, obviously, if we'd have pulled that battle, started from the today, we would have seen him going in top of the lead. But from a from a debutant, there isn't much bad you can say about Dimi. And coming back from an injury, playing five nights on there, seems like he's held up pretty well. Obviously, we haven't seen the standard of performance tonight that we've seen previously. But um, a lot of praise should go towards Dimi. And I expect him to come back just as strong for the, the four games in a couple of weeks. Moving on to game number four. And, God, we will come to you on this one because how did Peter Wright win this game? Genuinely, I, I, I've got no idea. appreciate he probably hit more darts at double than the other bloke did. But, <laughs> you know, you think about this, that Rob Cross was ahead for the majority of the game. And... When he go, when, Rob Cross has been brilliant most of the week, okay? But I, I, I struggle at times when he just doesn't find that big double. And he had three clear darts, or two clear darts for a 6-4 six, four, six, four lead and would have guaranteed himself a point. Wright manages to come back, hit tops, and then from there go and basically blitz it, an 11 darter and a 14 darter to go and win himself the game. Um, that is what we call a steal. Just just a bit. Look, I don't think we can be too harsh on Rob Cross. Yes, he's, he's blown an opportunity today, but if if you'd offered him the points tallies on at the minute coming into this Premier League, he probably would have taken it after five nights. He'd have taken a point a night. He'd have taken being in contention either way. He's not quite safe yet, but he's not completely out of the hunt. One win and he, he could easily launch himself into the top two if, if other results go his way. And he's another that we didn't expect this from pre-event. So a little bit of rustiness, not quite Rob Cross of 2017 or 2018. 2018. Mm, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, look, it's, it's one slip. I, th- I think he could be forgiven after the week he's had. Snakey, he's had an up and down week as well, you know. Don't like the fact he changed darts today at all. Um, everybody no, he knows. was, but those there's, darts there's... were those darts were hideous. I don't Just care re- that reflex I don't care that anybody, anybody, anybody who says anybody who says, you know, oh well, you look stupid for the way that he, the, the fact that he won the game. No, they're awful. Awful. I mean, he still averaged 100 from The fact the man can do this with any set he picks out of his back pocket on the morning of is, is just a testament to his ability, but it, it's just not sustainable, and it never is, and, and that's where the bad results are going to come in. He's played three nights out of five with either the World Championship darts or the Diamond darts, and they were probably his best three performances, If even if they weren't results-wise. That's a problem. The minute a result doesn't go for him, tinkers. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, by the way, just to try and clear something up here, because we were all talking about stats earlier on about who's averaging what and all this sort of stuff. Because I'm using a different software to what Gob's using for stats. Clayton's got it 100.83, uh, 100. and then Jesus on 99.87. I've got it as, uh, where is it now at this moment in time? I was trying to work it out, but I think it was something ridiculous, like... Uh, 109, 100.9 and then 100.4 for Jose and Clayton. So we're trying to work it out, but essentially what's happening is that Johnny Clayton and Jose decisions are averaging very well. That's what we can take away from all of this. Um, Lee, let's go back to you then about Peter Wright against Rob Cross. Um, this is an intriguing one for me about Cross because, again, I thought that he was going to be cannon fodder, I'll be honest with you, in this Premier League. But he somehow turned it around. I know he's lost a couple of games and, you know, it's two wins, two losses and a draw. But for Voltage, that's a better return than what he was going to be. And he's right in the mix at the moment for the top four with the way that he's playing. 16-180s ain't bad. More than Mark Van Gerwen sitting. Yeah, I think with Rob Cross, if we are looking at it over five nights, he's not going to complain about coming away with five points. However, if we're looking at it from tonight, which he should have won, if he would have won tonight, he's top of the Premier League and Peter Wright's in ninth. Now Peter Wright's fifth and Rob Cross is sixth. So if we're looking at it as a tonight's performance, Rob Cross is not going to be very happy. However, what we've seen this week um, has been has been good by Cross. It's not been Cross at his best, but it's been... He's another player who's exceeded expectations um, with the level of performance and is one who's going to be in the mix, but he's playing well enough that you feel like he can produce under pressure where you wouldn't have been able to say that probably before this tournament last year or maybe even the year before. So um, it is a better cross. It's a more enjoyable, watchable cross. Um, so, but I do expect him to be in that mix, maybe just above from the end but it is going to be very, very interesting um, in a couple of weeks. Certainly will be indeed. Um, right, let's turn our attention to game number five. James Wade against Glenn Durant. 7-3 uh, win for Wadey in the end. Um, what more can we say uh, about Glenn Durant that's already been said? Look, we, we, we don't, we, we're not going to go in and absolutely be, you know, crucify him and bash him because he knows he's playing badly. We know he's playing badly. And he's hurting more than most um, at, at this moment in time. Um, God will come to you first as, as a Wade fan. Um, it's a big win, though, for Wadey. Because before that, without that win tonight, he would have been right in the mix for, for, for the relegation fodder. Yeah, completely agree. He, he's not dazzled in this event as yet. And I'm not sure if that's a combination of, of coming into it late, bad preparation. Obviously, it was his birthday. Um, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday and as, as stupid as that sounds and making excuses for people when you're committed to your family as, as much and as vocal as James has been over the last couple of years being away from them for that especially during COVID will be difficult um, it's also very close to the anniversary of Eric Bristow passing away Wade was very very close to him as well so I, I, part of me thinks there's all sorts of things going on behind the scenes with Wadey Part of me just thinks he wasn't ready to play this week and actually another week at home, practice board, could be ready to go again for the second set. But a big win for him tonight, um, points-wise. And to be honest, I think that's it for Glenn. I don't see him picking up a point now if 
he was going to get a point or two. I think it was going to be against a Wade that's averaging 90. Well, I tell you what, going to get many other opportunities like that in this Premier League. Well, I tell you what, hold that thought because I want to talk about does it a little bit more when we come and talk about the table and then we look forward tonight six to nine. Lee, come to you about Wadey. Um, that moves him on to five points, moves him outside the, top, uh, the relegation zone, moves him into that position again for the top four. It is so tight in, in this Premier League at the moment in time. You look at what he's got to come and you look at the fact that he's got Jose de Sousa, Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton and then Dimitri Vandenberg. That is a very, very tight game coming up. And that game in particular against de Sousa, I think could be... Again, if the, whoever loses that, for me, is in huge trouble for getting relegated, particularly if Sousa loses that. But Wadey, again, it's just pure wading. There was a couple of ones. I think I think it was a one-five-two that he hit tonight. That was just like just I just laughed as soon as the first treble twenty went in. I just laughed when it's going. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's night city's going to be solved for a lot of the players. And um, mm. looking at Roy's Johnny and Dimiri's following three. All three of those to potentially be playing without the pressure of even um, looking at judgment nights. They could be already on to uh, seven, eight, nine points at that point, which would move them away from that sort of judgment night fear. Um, so it is going to be very difficult for Wade, but I think he's got to be, he was in the worst place Monday morning, hadn't prepared for it, um, or I'm guessing very little preparation, not expecting to play as Dobbs already touched upon with it being uh, his birthday in, uh, on about Bristol. So it has been very difficult for him. And I think he's another one who would be fairly content. Uh, well, I'm probably being a little harsh there. Probably very happy with five points out of five nights. And now with a week's preparation, we'll feel he can do enough to, uh, to push on. But it is going to be very difficult for him. Let's Looking just go the through the table then. And let's just go through and remind the, the results again. So Johnny Clayton, seven. Gary Anderson, four. Peter Wright, seven. Rob Cross, five. Michael Van Gerwen, six. Nathan Aspinall, six. James Wade, seven. Glenn Durant, three. And then Jose de Sousa, seven. Dimitri Vandenberg, three. And the table looks like this. And just bear with me because it is very, very tight indeed. Johnny Clayton's on seven points with a plus seven leg difference. He's one point clear of four players. Dimitri Vandenberg is in second. He's got a plus five leg difference and has won 14 legs against the throw. Nathan Aspinall's got six points. He's also got a plus five leg difference, but he's won 13 legs against the throw. So that's why Dimitri is second by one leg against the throw. Mental when you think about it. Mike Van Gerwen also has a plus five leg difference, also has six points, but he's won nine legs against the throw. So unfortunately, MBG is only fourth at this moment in time, but he's still in that top four after week number five or night number five peter wright's also on six points he's the player missing out so far the, the, the nearest player missing out on six points with a zero leg difference so he's got to have a bit of a swing over the next few days if he's going to try and jump up into that top four unless he unless players drop points around him rob cross is next five points in sixth place with a plus two leg difference he's won 10 legs against the throw James Wade's also got five points, has also won 10 legs against the throw, but he's also got a plus one leg difference rather than a plus two. So he's in seventh place. Gary Anderson is in fifth, is it, has got five points in eighth place. Excuse me, got five points, plus one leg difference, just like James Wade, but has only won six legs against the throw rather than 10. Jose de Sousa is in the, was the ninth player in the relegation zone, four points with a minus two leg difference. He'll need to try and improve that if he is going to go on and make the top four. But of course, the, the games are just incredible. It's so tight. A, a loss could jeopardise everything over the next few weeks. And I'm going to leave it there for now because I'm going to talk about Duzza. 10th place, zero points, minus 24 leg difference. I think we all know it here. He could be relegated on night seven. I, I can't see how he gets relegated officially and mathematically on night six when he comes back. So night seven is officially when he get when he when he gets relegated at this moment in time, you know, the earliest he can get relegated. But gents, uh, you touched on it, Gob. Lee, I'll come to you first. His run, night six to nine. It's hideous. Van Gerwen, D'Souza. Then he's got uh, Peter Wright, 
and Rob Cross. Unless the only time I can see him getting a point over those four nights is potentially Cross. Yeah, agree. But Cross would, it's on that night, Cross would be looking at them crosses, run. Cross would be playing in on judgment night, needing to win. Yes. And as I've touched upon, Cross under pressure this week has looked impressive. Um, I really hope he gets a point, but I, I can't I can't look at the picture and pick out him getting one because to me he hasn't looked close all week to getting uh, to getting a draw. Um, tonight was the night where I think a lot of people had him down to maybe get a draw if he was to that one on the board. I am struggling to see it uh, unless we see some collapse by Rob Cross or possibly Jose on night seven, but I just don't see it. I don't see him getting one unfortunately. I'm trying to be positive, Gob. Yeah. Trying. I have found a positive spin on this. Well, two on, positive man. spins. Oh, go, go, go. Just, just the next four nights, it's, to be honest, if he gets relegated as well, watch the weight lift off his shoulder. The earlier he gets relegated, the better he will play for the next couple of nights where the result absolutely doesn't matter and he can just go up there and throw darts. Right, so that'll give him two, maybe three nights where he can just go up on stage, throw darts, and it doesn't care, right? Absolutely fine. The second one is exactly the same point I made on Wednesday about another player in the field and their record against somebody else last year. James Wade did not lose to Michael Van Gerwen in the Premier League last year. Glenn Durrett's head-to-head record against Michael Van Gerwen is superb. You're not seriously suggesting. <laughs> Come on now. I'm, I'm clutching, mate. You told me to be positive. Okay, it's the first right, one enough. back. After fair a week enough. and a half, he's got an opportunity to go into it, possibly catch Michael Cold, who has not been that impressive. No, I agree with that. The only, the only time he has had one exceptional I'll... average yes. performance against Rob Cross. And other than that, I think his average would be consistently or considerably lower than where he finds himself in the current table at the minute. Well, you look at it, right... I'm just going through the, the averages. I mean, he averaged just over 100 against Dimmy, like literally 100.1. Against Wright, he averaged 92. Then he obviously had that amazing performance against Cross with 107.5. Then he averaged 90.9 uh, on Thursday against James Wade and 99.71 against Nathan Asper. So it's, it is completely up and down. So, yeah, you know, Means he's due okay. a stinker next. on one of the points you said though about the no pressure in possibly two maybe three games I guess a positive for him could be that with the summer series being the week after hopefully obviously we're not expecting him to, to survive the Premier League after uh, night nine but hopefully with a couple of good performances like seven, eight, nine could see an improvement going into the summer series. Hopefully, would be a, a positive that he can see. And like says, I'm clutching as well now. <laughs> Look, I just think it all depends what Glenn does in this next week and a half. If he puts himself on the practice board every single day in his head, going, "I've got to do something. I've, I've got to kick on. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to do that." It's not going to work for him. There's way too much pressure. I've said this multiple times. I don't think the changes he's made to his lifestyle are working for him at all. There's no release away from a dartboard. His, his literal focus is on a dartboard. And when you're struggling, you don't want that. Okay, there's so been a lot of talk about alcoholic darts. Do you know what you could do with getting absolutely plastered and just chucking darts <laughs> on the board? Honestly, honestly, where he is, honestly, where you are almost have an out of body experience, right? I say this to the same people that have had diets as well, where you just get in such a state that you don't even realise what you're doing. Just get them out of your hand because they're not coming out of his hand right at all. I'm not saying he's got diets, but there's comparisons to being in either situation. Like he is so worried about the result and the outcome. There's no commitment, there's no dedication. Just put yourself in a position where you feel like you're a million dollars on top of the world and, and throw darts at the board and see what happens. What I was going to say, can't do that on a PDC stage, but you can do it while he's away at home or pick your darts up twice in the next couple of weeks, have an hour, see how it goes, pick him up for 10 minutes. If it's going badly, put him back down, pick him up again an hour later. Like, you just can't dread going to a practice board and you can't dread 
being up on stage because that's going to get him nowhere. And the minute you miss any dart because you're trying to be too perfect because you know you're struggling, you're just going to keep digging a bigger hole. Just go up there, smile, play left-handed for a leg, do something stupid. But this is what I was going to say. Do we expect him to do a sort of tinker man, sort of Peter Wright thing and just go solid? We're just going to go and see what will happen? No, I I don't think so. Because then you can do irreversible damage to your throat. He's, he's always had a very solid base of action. I think he's rushing from the, the pullback a little bit too much. He's, he's pushing them a little bit. He's not quite rolling them out of the hand as much, which is why they're not um, flicking up in the air. That There's not enough thumb in the release. Um, that's why they landed a bit flatter. He's just pushing them out of the hand completely. Um, but yeah, tinkering is, is not the right move at all. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Look, we, we all know Glenn. We, we, we've all met him, on a, I'm sure. And I know the people who listen to the show, I know have also met him. And uh, we, we wish him, genuinely wish him all the best because he's one of the nicest blokes you will ever get a chance to meet. He's got time for everybody. And we would love to see him doing some damage, heading back to the Winter Gardens, where, of course, he made that incredible semi-final run. And he actually defeated Michael Van Gerwen at the time. So maybe defeating MVG on night six might start oh, the run dear. again. Well, well, yeah, you know, if, if that happens, Gob, you can come on here on Monday's show next week and crow like crazy because it would be nice <laughs> to see does a back uh, where, you know, back where he belongs, a three-time world champion, for Christ's sake. So let, let's not forget that. And obviously a Premier League champion again. So, let, so let's not forget that. Um, what we're not, we're not going to do, uh, listener, at the time, we're not going to look now at night six and give our predictions. What we're going to do is we're going to look over the whole Premier League as a whole that we've still got to come because there's some absolute barnstormers happening on night six, to be fair. Cross against Gando, Vesusa Way, Clayton Vandenberg, Battle of the Top Two, uh, obviously Durham against Van Gerwen, Aspinall against Wright. It is so tight in that Premier League field, gents, that... I'd rather look at the, the entire Premier League at this moment in time and go, right, what the hell's going to happen here? Because how many points realistically, Lee, do you think you're going to need to stay up? Because I don't think anybody's been relegated. Is it with more with less than six, Scott? With more than six, I think it is, the stat. But I, I think remember. six, but six it was, points... It was a buzzer on Twitter somewhere early in the week, but I've read a yeah. lot of things on Twitter in a week. <laughs> yeah, but, but Lee, six points ain't going to... Six points ain't going to get you, get, ain't going to keep you up at this state. No chance. No, and I've, I knew this question was coming. I've looked at it for the past few minutes, looking around nine to five. So Jose, Dando, Way, Cross, Wright, uh, even though Wright's on the same point as second, but just looking yeah. at those, and it, it's just seven, uh, seven, Tuddo down. Uh, it's just, it's, it is, I think it's going to be around seven or eight because of the distance, obviously, of Glenn Durham. So, looking at the league table at the moment, we've got eight of the nine players, um, if we're excluding Glenn out of it, on a plus lead difference. Mm. Jose is then looking at his next two fixtures. I would expect him to be on a plus lead difference after those two, which then means we could have all nine potentially. Um, and seven, I'm going to say seven will go down, so you'd need eight. But it could be anything, doesn't it, at the moment? Because of North City, it's going to have such a big impact yeah. on so many. We've uh, ninth meeting seventh, is it? Yeah, ninth meeting yeah. seventh, eighth meeting sixth. <laughs> it could literally just go anyway. And third. Then, a fifth of them third, and, and you look at fifth of them third, Peter Wright, Nathan Aspinall. Whoever loses that, if we do have a loser in that day, will then be pulled into that mix because potentially, if Jose's then got up, Nathan Aspinall or Peter Wright would be one point from that ninth place. So, night six is a huge night just because of the dames, and they are playing uh, other than MVG and Durant. The dames are against people either one place or two places above them. So, it is going to be a very interesting night. It's like that, do you remember last year, girl, when we were doing Premier League dating, we're thinking, right, okay, we, we might know a little bit more going into the next night. We didn't. Well, okay, it's night 15 now. We should know something, and we didn't know anything. And then we got to night 16, and it was a complete mess, and then we all knew what was going on eventually then. But what do you think, mate? Because I think that seven points, I don't think even Clayton, 
even though he's top of the league at the moment, if he does lose four straight, I, I, he might still be dragged into it. Can we just go back to the bit where you said we don't know what we're doing? That sums up our career, mate. <laughs> that is true. We ain't got a bloody clue just... half the time. We ain't got a bloody clue. <laughs> um, no. look, I'm not too concerned about points. I mean, I know that's the discussion we're trying to have. I'm just, I'm just looking at players and... There are no easy games at the minute. There are slightly easier. I think the three standout performers at the minute are Johnny Clayton, Peter Wright, and Dimitri van der Berg. And I'm looking at players that have got to play them, haven't got to play them in their run-ins. James Wade has a very, very tough run-in. Yes, he does. He has to play Peter Wright. He has to play Dimitri on the last night. Um, and Johnny Clayton. That, that Jose game is massive. If he loses that Jose game, James Wade is in a world of trouble a world of trouble because yeah. Jose plays Glenn the following night so that would be a four point swing yeah. which is absolutely massive unless I'm, I'm going to suggest something balmy as hell right now I can see the world number two in trouble what? if the record that I've just claimed that and Glenn does something on that first night, <laughs> the world number two could be in trouble. So, go on, so I'm going to ask so, this question, mate. Apologies, Lee. This is a question, a personal question. Have well, I been drinking? Uh, no. You're about to say, have you, have, <laughs> well, have you been taking anything? Have you been having a dimmy special? No. Malibu, behave. <laughs> Joe, Joe what, what he's actually done there is saying 10% MVG is in juice. MVG is in trouble but with the if if well, Glenn Durham beats him well, you know what, El, El Clasico of darts the following night Jose D'Souza who right now is scoring better than anybody his first line average is top of the Premier League closely followed by Dimitri van der Berg but it's miles ahead in terms of 180s the only person hitting less 180s than Van Gerwen is um, Glenn. Even Wade is, is level with him. No, Wade and, has hit one more. Admittedly, and six also on the Gando. open night. Uh, sorry, not Gander. Sorry, please excuse me. Sorry, I was looking Gander's at Gander's at 22. Yeah, yeah apologies. Gander's I was looking at three, at, was... Wade's at 10, and, and Van Gerwen's at nine. So this sorry, is I was 26 fa- maximums. And is it 171s and 177s in there as well? I was looking at uh, Legswell against the throw. Sorry, yeah. carry on. <laughs> the, the scoring power of Jose means that he could absolutely blow Michael away if he has his alternate off night and he finishes against Johnny Clayton. If you need to go and play Johnny Clayton to get a result and stay in this Premier League, as could happen, that is the last fixture I'd want on the final night. Okay, so... Especially... Mike- Playing first, which is something that Van Gogh does not do very often, has done it once so far in this Premier League. Yeah, but it all depends really on, obviously, on whether uh, that game might get moved if it is important in, in yes. the race to, to stay up. But, okay, so if he, if he loses to Duzzer, or if, let's say if he draws to Durham, that'll be seven mm-hmm. points. I think he'd probably only need one more point then. He'd probably only need to get one more point against Gando. And if Gando, it just depends on his checkout percentages today, isn't it? If the way that Gando's playing, I mean, look, I'm not, I am not entertaining the fact that Michael Van Gerwen will not finish, <laughs> will not, will get relegated. I'm just not entertaining Neither this. Am I really, I'm just trying to clutch onto the fact that I think James Wade is, is going down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm about to say? Okay, who, who's the prediction then? Who's joining Durham? That that's my thing because I I still think that Rob Cross is in a world of trouble. No, if he no. doesn't beat if he doesn't beat Gando Lee, he's got Dimitri Aspinall, and then he finishes off against Durham. That's the only. On the last night. That, that's... Yeah, but seven no. points might not be enough. So, so that was who I was looking at when I predicted that seven would go down, but that is. I struggle to see any of them nine going on a free down run of not picking up a point. And that's where the problem is because Cross oh, beats Duzza for me. Because I don't expect Duzza yeah. to get a, a, a point. So that is saying that Cross doesn't get a point in one of those three games. That Cross for me is the one I, I expect out of those. But I can't it's say it with any confidence whatsoever. I'm probably a little bit more confident that. Fossey's going to be further down on night, night than what MVG will be. But 
If MBGs in the relegation battle on night nine, <laughs> I will be amazed. And I, I, you know what? That, that, that Premier League daily on day eight is going to be very intriguing if that's the case. <laughs> From you got hosting that, that God. Am I on that one? You're hosting it, mate. Oh, even better. I can't <laughs> wait. Can't yeah, I've, I've just tried to steady it up quickly to see what nights I'm on with Dob now, because this would be interesting. I think I'm on You're the on next judgment. one. We're, we're on judgment night. All three of us are back together on judgment night, which is going to be intriguing, <laughs> which, is why I'm, which is why I'm asking you now who will go down. Because I... because. Rob Cross is... I'm, I'm still not sold on the way Rob Cross is playing. If you want me to be brutally honest, I'm not. I don't think he's scoring anywhere near well enough that he needs to do. Yeah, he's at 16 maxes, but I just don't... There, there are just aspects of it where I'm just not sold on it. In particular, when he either goes and hits 140s or 180s or goes and hits 37s and 40s and, you know, and, and god-awful numbers, which is my biggest problem with him. But I'm with you, Gob. I think Wade is in the biggest trouble. One of the games he's got to play is against someone who's doing exactly the same thing, Gary Anderson. He'll yeah. get chances against Gary Anderson to pick up points. Dimi, he might get chances. Depends what Dimi turns up. Dimi's been pretty solid, but not for the entire game. Um, he'll get chances against us, but that will be a scrap between the two. I don't see either absolutely dominating that match, but he will get chances. Oh, I can. And he plays Glenn last. Oh, I can. Aspinall. Aspinall. With the way he's playing against Cross, I think Aspinall would, would, would beat him at the moment. James Wade is in trouble, boys. It, it is. He, in his last four games, he plays the three top players. For me right now, he plays the three absolute standout players in this field so far. I wouldn't call right a player at the moment. Yeah. It, it's in the locker, mate. When it comes down to it, he's been solid. He was very, very good against Johnny Clayton when he pinched a point off of him. Um, where else has he played? Gary. Van Gerwen was was dreadful, but he was ill. Ill. Beat Gary yeah. Yeah. whilst he was still recovering. Dimmy, that was a good Dimmy game. Dimmy was to a be fair. good performance. And, and then, then Cross. Solid yeah, still, Cross. Still nick, nick the two points. I mean, yeah. And that's what you've got to do. Fair exactly. enough. He, he's, he's, when he gets them darts back out and he puts these horrible reflex points away. Oh, please get rid of them. When it comes down to it in the second... Well, in the in the next four nights, Peter Wright is one of the three standout players for me so far. Right, just one one name so then, because I'm because I'm going with Wadey, who I think is going to go down. I'm going to say Rob Cross just about survives. One name who joins Glenn Durrant, Gob, James Wade, Lee, Rob Cross. It's a fair, you know, the, the two that you'd expect us to say. So we'll revisit these predictions on Judgment Night when I, uh, who, to see who, what, what's gone on. Yeah, on I've, just, I've just checked as well, and we are on Judgment Night together. We are also on Monday night together, the first night back. I'm looking That's forward intriguing. To all, I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to all three of us changing our players. Oh, 100%. Van Gerwen will be, Van Gerwen will be in the mud by then, according to Gob. So, uh, so that's fine. Uh, right, we have to leave it there. Um, we aren't going to talk about who we're going to think about finishing in the top four. We will save that until Judgment Night when we've got a little bit more of a, of a wider breath of what's happened. But what a first week it's been. Uh, Jack Gobbard-Garwood, D-Boys, thank you very much indeed for joining us on the Premier League Daily. So what have we learned on the Premier League Night 5? We've learned that Johnny Clayton is just continuing to go and be the real deal. The Ferret, in his debut year as a full-time player, top of the league after beating Gary Anderson 7-4. Michael Van Gerwen, Nathan Aspinall draw, uh, draw a fair result none the, uh, completely. Van Gerwen, though, will be ruining that missed chance. That he would have been top of the league. He could have been up towards the top of the league there with Johnny Clayton on joining him on seven points, but a fair result between the pair, definitely. Jose de Sousa, who has been probably the best scorer in the field pretty much throughout the entire week, finally gets himself a win against Dimitri Vandenberg, 7-3. Rob Cross was ahead a long time against Peter Wright. We had a chance to guarantee himself a point. He didn't do that. And Peter Wright nicks the last two legs. From 5-3 five, five, down to win 7-5. And James Wade continues to pile the misery on for Glenn Durrant. Wade, gets his second straight win in the Premier League. 7-3 there. So, like we say, that is it then for the week in the Premier League. Don't forget that you can subscribe to our YouTube channel right now, Online Darts TV, where you can find interviews with Joseph D'Souza and Johnny Clayton from tonight. 
Also as well, subscribe there because you'll be able to watch the Modus Live League final. That happens tomorrow night on Saturday. Make sure that you join us for that, for uh, all the action in that one. Uh, join us from Saturday night with Paul Nicholson calling it in uh, with uh, with all the action there for you. Uh, subscribe Online Darts TV for that. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following there, Online Darts TV. Uh, also, as well, we're back Monday, 19th of April for the Premier League, 7 o'clock BST. Live blog, as always, at onlinedarts.com. If you are out in uh, if you are in the UK in particular going outdoors for a drink, you can have it on the live blog. Uh, and then we're back, the three of us are back for night six for the Premier League Daily. We can't wait for it when we'll know a little bit more in detail about what has happened and what we think could be happening ahead of Judgment Night on the 22nd of April. And, Gob... The big news, the live lounge is back on Monday. <laughs> you sound so excited. Free sound effects <laughs> from me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> sound effects. Uh, right, so that's it. I've missed the chat room. I've missed the chat room. We'll be back on Monday. We couldn't quite slot one in because of Easter and Premier League opening on a Monday. How inconsiderate of them. Um, they did it yes, deliberately, I find. <laughs> we we're, we're just doing bits, aren't we? <laughs> well we can't wait for it so join us 8 o'clock BST on the live lounge again on our YouTube channel Online Darts TV on there we'd love to see you we'd love to see you in the chat room and answer your questions as well we'll be doing a full more of an in-depth look at the Premier League as well you can get your thoughts involved there as well but that has been it for this week's Premier League Daily we will be back with our podcast on the Monday the 19th of April and we'll be ready there for you when it is available after night 6 take care have a great weekend and take care of yourselves goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 